people will assume you either are rich or have a huge dick. <laughs> if you're with somebody that's a couple oh. points higher than you, will they? Will they not? So welcome right. to the Walk of Shame. The Walk of Shame radio podcast. I mean, let's just roll right into it. Okay. okay. All right, everybody, we're back. Welcome to the Walk of Shame radio podcast. Here with the voice of the millennial, Mariah Perrick. Hello, Mariah. Why, hello, Tony. How are you today? I'm fabulous. How are you? You are fabulous and pregnant. And we're we're talking two weeks and counting, correct? Correct. Fantastic. You are wearing the same thing today, but I'm not going to... Com- um, I was going to say I'm not going to comment, but I just did. No, that's okay. I mean, when you have two options left that fit, you just you roll right. with it. I kind of threw you a softball on that. I wanted to just give you the opportunity to explain the reasons why. Although... People really can't see us on the podcast. That's so. true, but now they know. So now that I brought that up, I feel really bad about bringing that up. <laughs> please, please don't feel bad. It's it's the honest to God truth. Uh, so I'm very excited uh, this week uh, about our topic. Yeah, very excited about it's be great. our topic because it has to do with the attraction scale. You know, the one to ten. Mm-hmm. Everybody deals with it. Everybody said it. Everybody has some level of understanding of the attraction scale, and it has a lot of let's just say nuances to it. So the attraction scale, It's a, a, and for those of you who don't know, there's probably two people in the world that don't know, but uh, it's the one to 10 thing and where are you? I mean, there's two things. There's where are you, mm-hmm. right? And then there's where you think somebody else is and then where actually three things. And then where you think, or then where other people think you are. Right. And that could be anywhere, literally. But it's the one to 10 thing. And if you listen to Jim Jeffries, he has a, he's a, the, the uh, comedian who did the deal on the gun control, the really mm-hmm, funny mm-hmm. skit about the gun control thing. Uh, he has a new uh, special out on Netflix. Can't remember the name of it, but it's right as you pull up Netflix, you can see it. It's really funny. And he's got a thing in there about the attraction scale. I got to watch it. It, it, it. It's good. And he and his deal is it's kind of like a bell curve mm-hmm. where you have very little ones and twos, very little nines and tens. Most people in the middle. Most people are five to seven. Yeah, I would. Five I would to agree seven. With that. He he considers himself a six. Six is the six is the you know you're you're not pointing and and you know you're not shielding children's eyes. Right. You're you're just kind of rolling along. Observing. He, he said, "I know I'm a six because I, I walk down the street and nobody has a reaction to me." <laughs> that that's that's the six. Okay. You, you roll down. There's no it, like we talked about last week. The eyebrow going up. Mm-hmm. There's no immediate physical gut reaction from the opposite sex right that's a six okay right so seven seven you can have good days i mean you know and and then you'll get and if you have a good vibe going you you know you had a good breakfast and things are things are good then you can you can throw out a good vibe with a seven sure and you'll get some reaction like cold reactions from people strangers and then you know everything else is what it is but that that's his deal and then uh we just Listen to a little thing <laughs> about Louis C.K. Because I wanted to bring that into, and I'm going to drop a little bit of that right now. That's the one way we're all mean. Nobody does that. Nobody fucks down. Nobody. <laughs> People fuck up or across. Uh, uh, I love that because love it's guy. so true. And it's, it, it's just a really quick little deal about what he was talking about in regards to dating. You should listen to the whole thing. It's on, uh, in fact, I'll put the link on there because it's about five minutes, this little part about the dating thing. But this little deal was the whole thing about you go, you either go up or across. Right. We and, don't go down. And maybe <laughs> and maybe you can, 
but it's alcohol would have to be involved. Oh, for sure. Or, or as we will talk, there's a ch- there is a way that you can dazzle somebody. Mm-hmm. You can be Mr. or Ms. Personality and work out of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. So to speak. Uh, and I want to start off at the very beginning, which is evolutionary or instinctual. And instinctually... We're talking caveman stuff. So if you if you if you consider caveman situation here, it makes it easier to follow this. I've got a good visual. Okay, right now. there you go. Perfect. So <laughs> men men look to physical traits to indicate health and wellness for the continuation of the species. That's mm-hmm. why we like to have sex to continue the species and to make the best possible make the baby with the best possible chance of survival. Right. I say that right. And we, and we, both men and women both, but still, oh, yeah. that's our gig. Our gig is as the dominant or as the alpha in the gender mm-hmm. mix here. That's our job is to do that. Um, and from an instinctual standpoint, it's, it's a, for us, attraction instinctually. I'm not talking social impact at all. Instinctually, it comes down to symmetry. Yes, I have heard about this study. Symmetry, yes. which means, And a lot of it has to do with facial symmetry, and a lot of it is subconscious. You are not aware. But when you look at somebody, and you have you ever taken a piece of paper, and you've taken one side, and you covered one side of your face, and kind of looked at that, and then taken it, and I'm actually doing it for some reason. Right, right no, that's okay. And then you you take the the paper, and you put it on the other side, and you look at your other side of your face. Never done that. Totally different. Huh. So now, now, it could be completely in, I mean really different and that would be asymmetrical right that would be a small issue mm-hmm. when it comes to being attractive because it's a subconscious symmetry is a subconscious note that you are a healthy person makes sense yeah. you don't want to look like a picasso well exactly and a lot of times uh, a lot of times the healthier you get and i'm talking physical mental emotional the more balanced you get Amazingly enough, you can sense, you can see it in somebody's face. Really, I can actually when I go through and do and you do a counseling session with somebody, they can shift in front of me. Wow, that's how symmetry works. It is unbelievable. The right side's a business because that's the the left brain is the business side. Right, makes sense. And then it's it's all flip flopped. And then the the right brain is the left side of the face, and the left side of the face is the creative part. Okay, so the more balanced you are the more symmetrical you will be. And hmm. we sense that in women. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. And then back in the day, what we used to look at more, it was the like the hip to weight, uh, mm. hip, hip to uh, waist, waist ratio. ratio. Yes. And then, um, and that's why a lot of guys like the big boobs because that senses, that shows that they can take care of the young. Mm-hmm. They got plenty of grub. Plenty of grub. Plenty of grub for the young. <laughs> so all of that stuff. So naturally speaking, from a caveman standpoint, and the reason why we are so successful as we are as human beings is because we a lot of the guys that were the alpha guys, the dominant guys, the guys, the taller too, tall, mm-hmm. tall has a lot to do with it, with guys. Their height has a lot to do with it, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys that would they would out, go out there and the guys that could take care of stuff, they had high value at that time. And their value at the time was being able to hunt right. oh, yeah. and bring stuff back. And then they would go around and have sex with m- multiple. Spread that seed. Yeah, they would. Because around. that gives the species more of an opportunity to procreate and to make better as you go down the line. Right. 
So that's evolve. Ev- and there you go. And right. that's where the evolution part comes in. So that's from a male standpoint. And that's what we look at subconsciously as pr- proportional mm-hmm. features. And that also goes into the whole thing about you see, you see someone with an, uh, I should say above average size mm-hmm. nose, above average size chin, above average size five head. Mm, the five um, head. I the five head. Yeah. Uh, anything like that stands out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to overcompensate in other areas, like maybe stunning eyes and a little right. bit of a bigger nose type of thing. But those features are not, that's not so much symmetry. That's more um, average size features. Mm-hmm. That also has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I could, I could absolutely see that. So uh, society as it's developed. Now, we're going to talk about societal stuff. Because now we get into the whole thing about society and media and influence. And society as it's developed is very, very influential on what's considered attractive outside of the instinctual symmetry model. Mm -hmm. Now, for the women, it came down to, and I mentioned this before in the last diatribe I just had, was the fact that the guys have to have high value. Mm -hmm. They have to be able to hunt. They have to be able to protect them and the offspring. Right. And uh, and that was uh, and then for some reason height has a lot to do with being high value. Yeah, I mean I've had many friends who have turned down guys solely based on their height. Yes, which is really sad. It is sad, but you know. And we're going to talk about that a little bit further because there's there there's a weight there's a weight around all of this. Now I'm not saying if you're a two and you're living under a bridge that you're going to hook up with. Heidi Klum. Probably not. Right. Right. I'm just saying there, there, there are realistic jumps that you can make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but we're going to talk about, it. there is a possibility you can do that though. Well, that gives me more hope. so for guys than for girls, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. I know. No, I know. Yeah. So that brings us to the right to the attraction scale. And I talked about Jim Jeffries and he talked about the bell curve also from this, uh, uh, a collection of studies. It's called uh, science of relationships. Uh, they have a theory that there really aren't any tens. There are just nines that fit in that that are un, in perspective with somebody's exact specifications. Mm-hmm. So it's somebody that's you see somebody that's super duper hot, and they're a nine, and they're in that group of nines. But then they have this one thing they like. You know, they have a collection of the old He-Man cartoons like you do, right. and they sit there every Saturday and watch them with a bowl of cocoa puffs. And that's like your dream Saturday, right? <laughs> I don't know why get, my heart. why that was the case, but you know, that's... Yeah. That's Tony's dream. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Hey, dare to dream. Right. Which part, the Cocoa Puffs or the He-Man thing? Let's not, let's not touch that. Yeah, okay. So uh, th- that's their thing. And I, I actually tend to agree with that. I mean, well, but... yeah. Because you can't, if if something's a 10, that means that they have hit the very top. And in life in general, you can always find something better or bigger or, you know what I mean? Like you just. You know, you always can. But I always hated when when instructors, professors use that in school. I know. They were the ones that were like, well, you have to do something unbelievable to get an A. Well, come on, man. You are completely fucking up my GPA. I had, I, I had a guy in grad school, social psychology, which was the easiest stupid class in grad school. And this moron wouldn't give anybody an A. 
That's so obnoxious. Which, which, and I had, I, I had all A's. I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying you know anything except for the fact it wasn't that difficult. I mean, if you do something in grad school, you're doing it because you love it. And the great part about grad school is all the classes are based on the stuff you love to do. Right. Yeah. And if, you know, it, it, if you love sociology, that's all you're going to do. So mine was psych, and that's what I did. So I'm in social psychology, and it's easy. But the guy will not give me an A. Mm-hmm. And I, I rolled in. I go, what do I need to do? He goes, basically, Nothing. you can't do anything. Right. I'm like. Fuck you, man. Yeah. So I got so I had a three point nine whatever instead of a four. Now, does it matter in the grand scheme of things? No, but no. when you're a perfectionist, but, I get it. And, <laughs> and the there you have it. <laughs> Guilty as yes. charged. Yes. So I'm gonna go into my theory. My theory on the whole attraction scale thing <laughs> is it, it's not I don't it's probably not that far off from what most people think. Uh, guys need to be with a girl that as at that is at least at his number. Now his number based on what he thinks. That's really right. re- that's a really important distinction to make. But he has to be with a girl that is at least let's say he thinks he's a seven mm-hmm. solid. He has to be with at least a seven, mm-hmm. at least a seven. Now the best case scenario for him is if she's an eight, right? Seven, seven and a half or eight. That's best case scenario. Now. If she's below his perceived number, what he thinks he is, then his head will always be on a swivel. Mm-hmm. It's called contrast bias. And I talked to you about that or look right did. before the show. Contrast bias is, is she's great in uh, your girlfriend's great in a vacuum, which means not literally in a Hoover vacuum. Right. That would be bad. But to be in like you, both you guys having a drink, having wine, making her dinner, watching a movie, just you two. Right. You know, the, or, or, or you guys, are you guys hanging around family and, and that kind of thing. But contrast bias is her hanging around or you, uh, going through and watching porn with super hot chicks. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, now you're comparing. It's a right. contract. Now you're contrasting her with the super hot chicks. And then, and if you know, if you know in your heart, in your head, I should say it's not a heart thing, it's more of a head thing. If you know in your head you're a seven, and you know, even though she is the coolest chick, I mean, the, and I talked about this last week, because I've had, I've had been in this situation. I've been with the, like the, like the coolest people, but I know, I just knew that they weren't at that level right. that I felt I was at, which, and, and I'm, and it doesn't work. No, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because I, because I know, because I have this instinctual thing and I'm not, I'm not defaulting back to the caveman thing because that's, and I'm going to run with the amygdala controlling my life, that little piece of the brain in the mm-hmm. back that, you know, does the whole, all the little stuff. I'm not going to do that. It's not an excuse. It just is what it is though. Right. It's just you can't deny it. You, you can't. can't fake you can't. It. You can't deny it. That's why the the plus one is perfect mm-hmm. for somebody. So if you're a seven, she's an eight. You are in. Now there is an issue though. If she's more than a one and a half or a two, it's not gonna work. Mm-mm. No. Now at the beginning, too much of a gap. Yeah. Way way too much. Uh, he's gonna be on guard and mm-hmm. shift, and his his reality is gonna shift into thinking a more attractive guy is gonna steal her. And this is what happens. It's not good. Uh, you, the, he will unwittingly downplay her individuality and her social spunkiness. Really? Oh, yeah. Because, because it will come off to him, it will come off as being flirty. Uh, and not only to him, she's out there. Picture this. Okay. You're, picturing. He's a seven. He's rolling along. He's got an eight and a half. Okay. 
or a nine. He's got a nine He's on got his a arm. Nine. She's she's also cool. Okay. Right. So she's bouncing around, talking to people, having fun, talking to the waiter. You know, uh, you know, flashing a smile. Sharks will circle immediately because you know what guys think when that happens. What do they think? I'll tell you right now what they think. <laughs> guy walks into a bar. Not a joke. Guy walks into a bar with a girl that's a couple points higher than he is. Every guy knows it. Mm-hmm. Every single one. It's obvious. We we determine real quick to see if this guy's super rich or if he's on his arm or if she's super attentive. If she's not, if there's one inkling, if there's one crack in the door, hmm. then the they'll start and they know and they know in their head that they're an eight mm-hmm. or an eight and a half and he's a seven. Oh man, they're going to take every opportunity to try to make something happen. Huh. It's not sneaky. It is. It's 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 the law of the jungle, and and I I'm not going to deny it. I I well I, I've never really felt to be in a position to to do that personally. It's not my gig. I've never got, but I can tell you that it happens all the time, mm-hmm. and it's it's a sad state of affairs. But that's what it is. So he's going to downplay her social spunkiness because it's going to come off. It's going to put out a vibe that other guys are going to want to gravitate towards. Right. Then here's what happens. He'll become jealous and possessive. He'll feel as though he's invisible when he's with her. People will assume you either are rich or have a huge dick. (laughs) (laughs) If you're with somebody that's a couple Uh, points higher than you, will they, will they not? Yeah, no, I mean, that's when I see a really attractive girl with a guy who kind of looks a little bit trolly, Mm -hmm. I immediately think that dude's got cash. Mm. I just do. And there you have it. I don't mean to be mean. <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> not. It, it's it not. This is this is the usual. This is what people do. Uh, he'll be easily. Oh, and he'll also be easily manipulated by her because mm. all of a sudden he he's not an alpha dominant, not dominating, but dominant male. Right. That's not his role with somebody that he has given the power over because she he he perceives her as much hotter than he. Huh. It's an imbalance in the relationship, right? And you know the funny part about all this. Is that you can? We talked about this before the show. You can be, you can have a girl that's a that's stunning. Mm-hmm. I mean, stunning. Uh, it, it, you can poll a thousand people, and a thousand people say she's stunning, right? Right. But if she has horrible self esteem, or if she's had a terrible background, or if she was an ugly duckling and grew up, and she still has this dysmorphia about mm-hmm. her, she'll live life like a six. Oh yeah. That is 100% yeah. accurate. I've seen it so many times, yeah. and it's amazing to me yeah. how you, that affects what happens socially. Isn't it amazing? Yes. And it's funny because you have, you've got, first of all, the guys that are sixes, well, most of the time they won't even attempt, even though she's like attracted to them, they're completely intimidated, mm-hmm. and they won't. And then, the, and then the sevens or the eights roll up or the nines roll up to her. And she, uh, you know, either clams up or she doesn't feel as though she can, she's like, okay, what do they want? Right. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense to her because her world is upside down because she doesn't believe Mm -hmm. that that's where she's at. Have you ever had that in a girlfriend situation? yes. And how does that work with other girlfriends? Do you guys constantly either try to tell her she's a 10 or how does that work? You do, but here's the thing. I mean, I, I definitely had this happen with girlfriends before who are awesome. And I'll tell them till they are, till I'm blue in the face. You're gorgeous and you're talented. And like, let me just list all of your amazing qualities because I truly believe that. But at a point, if they can't see it for themselves, it, 
It's just like when a guy does that. Like if a guy tries to build you up, build you up, at some point they're just going to be like, well, I mean, forget it. Because if you can't see it, then it's not going to change. We can all tell you. Man, that's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's and it's so frustrating from a boyfriend or a husband standpoint. Yeah. To sit there and go, no, honey, you're beautiful. You're especially pregnant. <laughs> because my my wife at the time when she was pregnant with Rachel, back in the day, she was gorgeous. She was, you know, the whole glowing thing. There is a thing to that. There really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, some people see it as, you know, meat sweats, but, you know, to, like I to, do. No. <laughs> to, 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 the person, to the person in the relationship that they love and they're having their baby with them, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Not the meat sweat thing not specifically, sweat, not but. after eating a plate of olive loaf, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm saying just, just them and how they are. It's, yeah. it's, it's the hormones. It's the, it's the love. It's the life. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and it's true, but mm-hmm. you guys don't feel well. I mean, there's no. many things happening. Your body's all over the place. And so it's very hard for you guys to accept right. that compliment. Right. And you bounce back eventually, but it's, mm-hmm. it's just, I think anytime you don't feel in control of your appearance or your situation or what's happening. It, it's it's a weird control thing we all have. Mm-hmm. And I think that the more you learn to just sort of let that go. And one thing somebody used to tell me, because I was that person that if you gave me a compliment, I was like, oh, shut the hell up. Oh, you're ridiculous. One of those, huh? One of those. <laughs> and I've tried and worked. I've been working on it over the past few years. But now, like if somebody says something, I try. I'm not good at it right this moment. But I try to say, thank you. Just thank you. Leave it at that. Which is exactly what you should do. Right. You don't exactly. have to say, oh, I know. And you yeah. don't have to say, no, I'm not. Just mm-hmm. acknowledge that they've given you a compliment mm-hmm. and move on. Even if you don't believe it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Lie to yourself. <laughs> it's, ama- it, it's, it's fascinating. I've come across so many people doing this and, and talking and whatnot. And I have to say, honestly, I think most people are like that. Most mm-hmm. people, it, it's very difficult for them to take a compliment. Well, I think part of it too is like it it makes you feel conceited. Like if you don't say, and I mean, I'm just speaking from personal experience, but sometimes in my head, even if I feel really good about something, like say I, I just did a show or something, a performance, and I feel really good about how it went, if somebody gives me a compliment, my natural reaction is to downplay whatever just happened because I don't want to appear mm-hmm. cocky mm-hmm. because I think that's an unattractive quality. Which it is. Right. But in the, and that but, and, and that's and that's the hard part. Isn't it really the hard part? It's yeah, the hard it's part the is really, is really determining what you think comes across as cocky or not. And you know right. what you know what the best selection is in that circumstance? The best selection okay. is is based upon the context of how you see it. So if right. you did do something and you do feel as though it, it's a whole thing about deserving too. So many people feel as though they don't deserve stuff. Oh god, yeah. And that and that's a childhood thing. Yeah. And it's really hard to get past, but if you can get past that and you understand that you just put on a great performance and you feel great about doing something like that, mm-hmm. then that context would context would be perfect to where somebody would also acknowledge that. Right. Now, if you're out there and a lot of good looking girls, this comes to them and then they're like, no, because they'll just be in a ponytail at the supermarket picking out a thing of ketchup and the guy and some dirtbag will come up and say, oh, my God. You are the most beautiful woman that I've ever seen. You know, she's in sweats. And you're like rolling your she, eyes. She's in her, yes. she's in her Crocs that she pr- forgot Correct. to throw away last couple years ago and was the only shoes she could find before she went out the store. And then she's like, yeah, I don't think so. No, no. you're ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, but. 
Thank you, but no. Hard pass. Hard pass. There is an article uh, from the website from Girls Ask Guys. Okay. Which actually is pretty a pretty good resource if you haven't gone to that website. Girl, girls Ask Guys. It's just, it's, it's kind of teeny bopper, I got to be honest with you, but there but there's a lot of stuff that's very inquisitive and there's mm-hmm. some good solid answers, I think, to that's some cool. stuff. Yeah. That's cool, So I'm going to read you this and okay. then it, it's a question that uh, a guy had and then a girl answered, but I want to get your answer first, okay? Okay. So he said, here's my question. Would you rather be with an excellent looking guy with a poor personality or an average looking guy with a great personality? He says, I realize there are great looking guys with great personalities and vice versa, but I'm trying to make it very black and white for comparison sake. Mm -hmm. So the, the, so it's either a really good looking guy with a kind of a slacked personality or an average guy with a great personality. What would you, Mariah say? Average guy with a great personality. Why? Because looks will fade inevitably. And looks will only get you so far too. You know what I mean? So like if you're really attractive, that's great. But if you open your mouth and you're a total dunce or you like you say ridiculous shit, I'm immediately uninterested. However, the opposite is true. That if you're average looking and I'm like maybe not super attracted to you right off the bat, but then you open your mouth and you're smart and you're funny and you're charming. That immediately knocks you up in my book. How many How many spots? Two to three. Whoa, that much? Yes, Holy 100%. Holy crap. Like Jack Black, let me just give you this. Let me give you a for instance. <laughs> I love that man. Huh. And if I wasn't married and I met him and he said, would you go out with me? Mm-hmm. 100% hands down yes because the man is a riot. Oh, and he I is. I love him. Uh, agreed. So... And, and you know, he's my, not. Yeah. And no, no. Mine's in a non-sexual way too, but the guys, right. <laughs> the guys, have you, did you see High Fidelity? Just to throw it out there. High no. Fidelity. Oh my God. He's, well, I love it. Oh, he's awesome. Oh, okay. I get to see He's it. awesome. He, he's, an, he's an uptight hipster uh, record store employee. Perfection. Oh, you got to, anybody who hasn't watched High Fidelity, go and watch it. Okay. Awesome movie. Love. So here's what the girl said. Okay. She said, of course, you know, would you do the the average guy with a blah, blah, personality? And she said, yes, definitely, 100%. She would choose the same as you did. Mm-hmm. She, said, uh, when I fir- she said, when I first met my boyfriend, I was not attracted to him at all. I finally gave in to him and gave him a chance, even though everyone told me I was way out of his league because he was truly the sweetest guy and I could tell how much he loved me and how much he would do for me. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's one year later, and ever since the second month, I've not only been hit over heels for him, but I find him so hot. So her, she became more attracted to him yes. as she got to know him. She said, I can barely keep my hands off him. I totally want him now more than he wants me physically. And I know that I'm the better looking one from an objective point of view. <laughs> now, there, now, she says there, there's also, there have also been plenty of times uh, where my girlfriends and I have been totally attracted to a guy and found him like the hottest man in the world, looks wise. But when you get to know him, and then they're either shallow, self-centered, or just plain no personality, or an asshole, we totally lose all attraction, just yes. like you said. So she says, long story short, uh, looks don't mean everything. It's all about attraction, attraction, which may start with looks, but always end up being made of much more, right? especially personality and dynamic. Yes. I, I tend to agree. The, the interesting part about that is if you're rolling around as, a, let's say, a solid six, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe a seven maybe, and you're attracting guys are always attracted up, especially when it comes to uh, we're all weird. That's just how we are. You can't so it, and, and if that's the case, that the one thing that 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 stops things guys dead in their tracks is even if they do start to 
or they want to even give it a shot initially is the fact that they know they're not going to get a warm welcome mm. at the beginning. There's no raised eyebrow right. when you see her on the other side of the bar. There are, there isn't. There's, no. There could be a possibility of her not shunning you with, with great enthusiasm, mm-hmm. but uh, the lukewarm or lack of overall welcome tends to turn guys off because they think that, well, if that's not the case, because we operate from that level. We operate right. from the visual. If it's not, if we're not visually stimulated initially, that has a lot more to do with it than what you guys put weight in. Right. We're very different creatures. You're very, very much so. And so we, we use our own scale to uh, judge your reaction. And if we don't get a reaction, we don't even think that we should even put the time into creating a level of attraction from a personality standpoint. Well, and that's why I have always held firm that the best relationships start from friendship. I 100% believe that. Exactly. And that's why I want to read this. Okay, so there was a there was a couple research things in here. I was going to go through three or four of them, but we're already at a half an hour, so I'm going to I'm going to cut it down. There was a research study done in 2006 that that uh, showed that judgments of physical attractiveness are influenced by familiarity. Mhm. Liking, respect, talent, and effort. Uh, this occurs with both men and women, and overall personality and character information appears to have an impact on perceptions of physical attractiveness. Duh, right? right? But familiarity. And I must say, from a personal standpoint, that I know that works. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I have had some uh, casual, not friends, but acquaintances, uh, girl-wise, that were super hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then once we became familiar, then that's when the door opened for me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Now, again, for the record, <laughs> one one was about two and a half points higher than myself, and of course that did not end. Well, it ended. Let's just say it did end. Well, it ended. Okay. The, the other one was about a point. <laughs> the other one was about a point, point and a half, and okay. uh, that was great. But, you know, just other stuff happened. Right. The study was by Niffin and Wilson. I know I know you don't care. But uh, it concludes, if you want to enhance your physical attractiveness, become a valuable social partner. Yes. I talk to my clients about being socially attractive. Mm-hmm. Socially attractive. All right. So they say, to some degree, many people experience this phenomenon. A stranger just seems to grow on them or get cuter as the person gets to know them better. Sometimes the two even end up dating, although physical attraction wasn't there to start. Put Here's how together. you make yourself more attractive. Let's hear it. Let's see. Okay, here it is. First, you develop a good personality. I know that's. It seems like such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> hey, man, get a better personality. Like right. you can buy one on the shelf oh, at Sprouts, only. right? It would be so helpful to you know, so many. Yeah, roll in a Kroger. <laughs> but I'll have that. You know, I'll have the branded personality. Extra large. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for some people, they need it. <laughs> uh, so, but developing a good personality just. I have to say that it, it's such a loaded thing and it's, it's, it's not easy if you're a total drip. I just, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. It really isn't, but you know, the personality thing is pretty easy. And I talked about it before. Uh, I think on the last show that I did with Lex, I talked about communication mm-hmm. and it's really easy because it's not necessarily about what you have to offer. It's, it's about what you can get out of somebody else yes. and how present you can be with somebody else. That actually is personality. Mm-hmm. Because it's all it's all about what you can give to somebody mm-hmm. rather than you know what you you being a showboat or anything. So if you can if you can find somebody at a party and you you initiate levels of conversation by observing something interesting about them, 
Is there, you know, and then saying, wow, that's a cool such and such or pointing it out. Th- those are really kick-ass orange Crocs you have on. And uh, I don't know Love why. I don't know why today. the Croc thing is in my Man, head. Man, I need to go get some Crocs. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't. I think that's <laughs> why I'm, 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 I'm choosing some crazy ass <sighs> and then bring in something that you that you relate to oh, yes. man, oh, oh man i used to have i i had those you know back in the day and uh and then my my sister stole them and threw them uh and tied them together and threw them around a um high wire you know right like, like a light pole or something and then that way now you're you're offering to them oh and then you ask them a question at the end you know what how long have you had those god-awful things not not that but you know what i mean right. i mean something fun though and then that gets them involved, and you've also created a level of of connection with them because you share something. Right. That's personality. You don't, and you don't need to be sitting there, you know, balancing milk bottles on your nose. No, but you know, I think that comes from, and I've had this conversation so many times with Chris. When I've been around groups of people who are all friends, they haven't really been used to welcoming outsiders because they haven't had to. Maybe they've never left the place they grew up, whatever. They're terrible at that. (laughs) But the people who succeed are the ones, people who are well-traveled, well-read, who have really taken time to explore other things that are outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. They are so much more in tuned to finding ways to connect with other people. And they're personality is inherently better. Oh, completely agree. Completely, 100%. completely well-read, well-versed, different, th- you know, it's that, uh, um, uh, an inch deep, but a mile wide right. type of a thing. You don't need to know a ton about no, everything. Y- you don't. Just a little bit. You really don't. I mean, you know, pick your poison. If, if you really like playing guitar, then, then put some time into playing guitar, but also learn about you know, right. Learn a little bit about art, learn a little bit about science, learn a little bit about, you know, and that's, and that's a great part about social media and Facebook. It's, oh, yeah. it is awesome for that. I've got a uh, big think is one that I go on to a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, NPR, I go on to a lot. Uh, and then I go on to, I'll go into elite and Aussie and mashable and up rocks and all that kind of fun stuff. And some of it's lame, you know, yeah, the, but- the, the Kanye West Kardashian bullshit. I don't care about that stuff, but no. there's other stuff that's fun and interesting. And it gives you an opportunity to really see and experience a wide variety of stuff. So yes. when you do see somebody and in order to engage with them, then you have the ability to say something that maybe you saw or mm-hmm. you, or you understand on a surface level, cause you don't have to dig deep. No. Yeah. But it makes you so much more interesting and appealing to others if you can at least say, oh, I heard about that. Tell me more. Absolutely. I could not agree more. The, the So that's the good personality. The second thing in terms of how to make yourself more attractive uh, is take it slow. Mm-hmm. Because for like I said, first impressions are mainly physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, let a potential, I call that potential in terms of the person, and I did air quotes. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Uh, get to know you in a no pressure situation. And that's important, the mm-hmm. no pressure situation. You can't be sitting there and have these, you know, stalker eyes and drooling all over them and, no. and, and fronting up to them and getting in their personal space. You know, that's creeper time. Right. And you, you, don't, you don't want to do be, it. yeah, you don't want to be Keep doing it cash. So, you, so you display your personality with light banter and you confident body language, which mm-hmm. we've talked about. Uh, and then you initiate the appropriate touching, which we've talked about mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, and then your observation and your questioning and your listening, you share something a little bit deeper about this is a this is a good point. You start off with banter back and forth, right? Because it's like you know it's like boy girl stuff. It's like you know pulling her ponytail in the right, in the, a little teasing, in the, in the, yeah, a in the fun, sandbox, yeah. and you know after you do that, 
go a little deeper, a little mm-hmm. bit, just a little, by sharing something personal about yourself. Right. And then see if they follow you with that. Yes. So that's creating a deeper level of rapport, but don't stay there. That's the important thing. Do not stay there because the entire point in terms of like a first date or meeting somebody or getting to know somebody at the very beginning is, is to create a positive connection Mm -hmm. or a positive picture of you in their mind. Right. A connotation. There has to be positive. So when they think back to you, they're not going to think back to you and your tragic story of being a boy and losing the wheel on your wagon. Don't do it. So don't go there. Don't. So make sure everything's fun and and just be, you know, don't go deep. Don't start talking about marriage. Don't start talking about. Do not talk no. marriage or babies on no. a first date. No, don't, don't. don't do it. Yeah, guys or girls, don't do that. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Why do they do? I don't know. It's, I it don't just, know. It's so scary. It comes and you can tell it's an indirect thing. The girls talk about it. They go, oh, all my friends are getting married. They're all having. I'm like, oh, my God. Here, here we go. So. That's the no pressure and and then make sure you come out of that deeper rapport and then start getting funny. And a great thing to do, and like we talked about before, is is to team up mm, against somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, team up and say, let, let what's his story? The, right. Do that whole thing. I love that. Or do that. something fun about that. It's great because now all of a sudden it's you two against everybody else. Mm-hmm. Not against, but you know, you two. You have like an inside it's like an inside story or like inside joke. Yes. And that and then use the inside joke on the call when you Touch base with her afterwards. Right. Oh, a hundred. Yes. All the time. Agreed. Yes. Hey, it's me. Remember the one that was bagging on everybody for being, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then she starts laughing. And there you go. There's so much more in terms of this attractiveness and the scale thing mm-hmm. that I want to talk about. There's a few more studies. I want to talk about Barney Stinson. Oh, Barney. And the hotness scale. God, it's so good. Yeah. So, so and uh, I don't want to go for an hour and a half. So we're going to, we're going to end it here. We're, we'll do a part two next week. Perfect. All right. So remember, uh, it's, uh, well, it's, it's, so thanks for being with us. Javabud.com, the website. Also, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media stuff. Rate and review if you do listen to the podcast. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to, most of the time I do Facebook Live. We do Facebook Live mm-hmm. on the Javabud Facebook before the show just to give you some pre-show notes and stuff. Plus the fact that you know Facebook Live, it, they put you to the top. It's kind of a... Uh, no, I'm kind of into it's that. It's kind of a cool, cool. It's kind of a cool gig. And you, you know, as a small business person, you kind of need every little bit. Every every little bit of yeah, yeah, help you know, that we yeah, can yeah, get, right? So, <laughs> so thank you again to Mariah for coming in for the Voice of the of Millennial. Course. Thank you, Mariah. A and um, you know, good good luck. I mean, I'm thinking that by uh, but next week still won't happen. Let's hope not. All right, and let's hope it doesn't happen on the air. But maybe that would really boost our page. Amni- amniotic fluid <laughs> on the sofa. I'll research how to get that out. Good Lord in heaven. I think I'm going to research that <laughs> just in case. So. I'll just sit on a trash bag. All right, everybody. Have fun. We'll talk to you next week.